Well, well, well. NFL is upon us. What do you got to say so far? I'm excited, man. Uh, you know, I was watching some of the game before we got on, and uh, you know, hey, the Cowboys, I don't know what the score is now, but they, they're putting up a little fight right now. 14, I mean, uh, but Brady looked good. 14-7. Is it who? Bucks are up or Cowboys? Of course they're up. <laughs> it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I would, I would say I'm a little nervous when they come to New England because the way they can just score quickly is just, is just is ridiculous. Can you say that one more time? I didn't, I didn't hear you. I'm a little nervous. A little nervous. When the Bucks come to New England – Please, Patriots, you step up that defense because, man, the Bucks are looking scary already. Two already. weeks ago, you were saying you're not nervous at all. I guess that's what the GOAT does. You know, I guess that's what Brady does. 44 years old. Impressive. Impressive. It's insane. Then we had, you know, week one, actual week one, college football. Oh, my gosh. Was it great or not? I mean. Unbelievable. I'm, like, you know, I said Bryce Young, who knows what we're going to see out of this kid. Of course, he's an Alabama product. Of course, he shredded that Miami defense. Oh my gosh! And Miami was the fans were so uh, excited for this game. There were a lot of a lot of them think well, the again, premature turnover game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Alabama just and but I remember I texted you and you said apples and oranges. Uh, I said yeah, you yeah, know you hot said, take. You said what's going on with your uh, you know Alabama over Oregon? I said listen, all right, apples and oranges, apples yeah, and oranges. Yeah, yeah. But hey, we'll see. We'll I'm see. Yeah, we'll see. Oregon beats the Ohio. That's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one. Hey, big shout out. Dom Welch. Finally yes. got my shirt. Yes. My shirt. Shout, out Dom. Um, yes. shout out, Dom. Definitely big shout out to, to all the collegiate athletes out there. Yeah. Uh, especially our past guests that are pushing through week one onto week two. Mm-hmm. Um, even, you know, basketball players getting ready for the season. Ooh, and, can't wait. You know, especially Theo. Yes. Yes, let's go. Let's get it. Let's go. Um, we have we're stepping a little a, a little bit out of the box right now. This isn't our normal, but hey, you know, we have a coach, which I know Charles just Charles is doing his own little thing right now. <laughs> he might be stealing some of this to no, go. No, his, no, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> he's already all. got his cards ready. He's he's, he's ready. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, we got Coach Joel Rodriguez out of yes. FIU. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man has probably an impeccable re- he's he's got an amazing resume and he's hilarious to talk to so far <laughs> right <laughs> wait to see what we uncover mm-hmm. um, he said everything is on the table nothing's yeah. off limits maybe we should uh push some buttons no i'm just kidding yes. um, <laughs> but yeah we typically keep our our little intro videos to a minute but this one this it, is worth the watch it's definitely worth it and <laughs> you'll see why let's go ahead and get Coach Joel, we'll call him. We'll, we'll call him Joel. We'll call him J Rod. We'll figure it out. J Rod. So I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. Let's go. Let's yeah. get him on here. What's up, Panther fans? Coach Rodriguez, the baby. Paws up. What's up, baby? Little long stick. Pair him up. Pair him up. Pair him up. I guess so. Yeah. Face to me is an offense. So we'll work into the end zone. Into the end zone. Right. He's up. He's up. He's up. And get outside of him, uh, Shane. No, outside. Outside. Go. Wind the edge, wind the edge, wind the edge. Waiting inside foot, stay square. Now we're going, now we're going full recovery. So one edge, all three leverage, right? So wind the foot, lock the arm out, tuck the chin. Right down and ready. Go. Wide it, wide it, wide it. Good, Cam. Good. Nice job. Good. Widen it, wind it, good, wind it, wind it, wind it. Power, 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 power. Before we, we did that, 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 the um 
you know, the, the, the fitted mirror drill, where we're here, and then we're here, and then we're here, right? Remember? That's how we do it, right? Okay? That's a precursor to this drill. It's like Star Wars. There's precursors, there's prequels, all kind of Come join us right the bright side, baby. Come on. What's up, Strickland? We do a little super score, baby. How many Taco Bell? Okay. All right, what do they give you a Taco Bell for it to eat with, right? A fork or what? A spork, right? A spork, right? Form a spork, right? Piggies together, right? Form a spork, right? Right? Fingers to the ground, reach for that ball, pick it up, score it, right? Da da da, da da da. We good? Whole body in front of the ball. There you go, good, good, nice job, good. Spork it up, spork it up, spork it up. Good, nice job. Spork, 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 good, good. Spork it up, spork it up. Da da da, da da da. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Last one. Good, good. Rotate, rotate, rotate. Go, go. Good, good stab, good stab, good, good. Go. Good, 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 good. There it is. What do we call you? J Rod? J Rod's good. J Rod's good. That's what the players call me most of the time. So. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. <laughs> Welcome, man. Hey, we appreciate you, man. Especially with your, I know your 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 schedule being possibly all over the place. You know, with the season being here, man. We appreciate you uh, coming on and giving us your your time. No, thanks for having me on, guys. It's it's always fun to come around and talk a little ball and talk a little and, and talk a little other things too. So. Yes, Telling sir. you, those T-shirts, spork it up, spork it up. They definitely got to be made. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I, I like like everything else that every other coach in, in history has ever done. Nothing's original, so I stole that kind of whole coaching point from uh, Coach Manny Diaz at Miami, and and hopefully one day we can uh, get T-shirts made and, and yeah, get, yeah, get some proceeds, get some Yetis made too. Maybe who knows, you know? So. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> yeah, three hundred five Yeti, you got going on there. I do. I have the uh, 305 Dominoes. Oh. And then the uh, 305 sign right there. Oh. Yeah, I saw that on your Instagram. Tell me you're from Miami without telling me you're from Miami. <laughs> 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%
I probably spend less than 25 minutes talking to my players between Thursday afternoon and well, I, we we do have meetings Friday morning, but you know. Once we once we leave the facility on Friday and either go on a plane or go to the hotel, I speak to my players for like less than 25 minutes before about the game plan or whatever. It's at that point it's on them, and I, and it's their time to get because every player is different. Some guys need to like listen to death metal and bang against the wall. You know what I mean? Some guys <laughs> want to take a nap before a game on the bus, or whatever. And I res- and I'm very respectful of every everyone's different. That's your time, giving your headspace to yourself, ready to go play a game. Yeah, and I, I feel like uh, I don't know. Do you use that as well as uh, you know players like maybe not thinking too much of the uh, the big day and just giving them some time to for themselves and just you know because I know as a former player as well like you know as a kid I was dealing with anxiety and I I didn't really want to you know think too much about the upcoming game you know yeah. because of that nervousness and like man especially since it being the first game you know I, you know do you typically use that that tool to just maybe give the players just some a break mentally much, yeah i mean but 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 it's not just the first game thing it's an every game thing for me it's just it's okay just, it's just how i am you know it, it, so i'm a big believer in like practice you know to you know sunday tuesday wednesday thursday that's a, that's about building the muscle memory that's needed to to, to, to perform you know the techniques and the fundamentals to have that they are going to be successful on saturday obviously you know what i mean the meetings are for correcting those things or introducing new things maybe that are unique to the game plan whatever but in all reality you know like i said the game is usually won or lost way before you get to the stadium on saturday afternoon you know right. uh, now you it's probably easier in all reality in my experience to lose the game by trying to do something extra or more than it is by just keeping it consistent you know like you know and, and every coach is different right you know like, like like say you're playing say you're playing your big rivalry game right so like dan i know you're oregon fan right so oregon's playing ohio state on saturday right that's obviously a bigger game you know on the mind of most people than fresno state wins you know what i mean mm-hmm. although although both wins count the same in the win column you know what i mean but yeah i get it not all wins are created equal right you know so if all of a sudden that staff at oregon starts acting differently coaching differently doing doing things differently this week than it did last week or in, the, in, in previous weeks, then that sends a message to the players that something's different and that something's screwed up. And and I and we I think in sports we're all kind of creatures of habit. Yeah. And we like doing the routine, the schedule, and knowing you know and 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 consistency because ultimately trust is consistency over time, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so if I become inconsistent with my message or or my delivery with my players, I'm going to lose some of their trust. Mm. So that's why I'm, I'm I'm big on kind of being the same guy every day you know, good, bad, or different. Wow. Well said. Now, I know we talked about your music taste. Uh-oh. And, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to choke you up. <laughs> so I think the past players that we've had on here, you know, they listen to like, Little baby, little Irv, uh, I, I don't know. I, I can't even think of these guys' names anymore. Yeah. And, you know, when I'm putting these Instagram stories together, I'm like, I'm walking down the street, you know, because I'm a mailman. I'm, I'm, I'm delivering while I'm putting this stuff together. And Charles even said it to me. He's like, I can just picture you walking down the street, just listening to this music. And <laughs> I have no clue. But as soon as you dropped, you know, Biggie, Lost Boys, Outcast. I was like, finally. <laughs> when it comes to these new recruits you got coming in and these these younger kids, do you put that in their head? Say, listen, this is real music. Absolutely. I don't, I don't know what the mumble crap is you're listening to. <laughs> all right. 
<laughs> is that is that one thing you just you, you blast outcast Stankonia? A hundred percent. Like like literally like I had I, I had either Gangstar or Mob Deep playing in my office oh. just, just a day or two ago. And when my players walked in, it was like, Coach, my my dad actually would rock that song like in the house on Sundays all the time. Like, oh. you know, like when I'm like, yeah, it's, that's why it's on right now because me and old man are probably the same age. You know, so, you know, um, no, absolutely it is. Yeah, I, I, it's funny. Like, um, I, I did it last year more because it was my, it was our it was my first year on staff and these guys and they were kind of getting to know me and, and we had lost so much time with COVID, you know. Yeah. Um, so, but I would start the meetings actually, or I would make a point to have music playing in the meeting room as they walked in. A because we're a morning practice team, so yeah. our for, our day starts with a seven fifteen meeting. Right, that goes that goes until about eight o'clock, or so then we have practice starting at eight thirty. So you know, guys, obviously they're college kids, right? So they're they're up late, either doing homework or doing other things, right? But they're, 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 you know, they're probably we'll stick with doing homework. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, so they so they and they're up at like six thirty, and they're coming on campus for breakfast and they get treatment and taping or whatever because they come to meetings where you tape them, dressed already. Um, so it's an early day for those guys. So by the time they get to you, they're tired. You know, what I mean, and some and. Um, so that was kind of my, my thing to a kind of give them a little bit about my personality, right. And kind of, you know, get, and, but also kind of give them a little wake up call. Like, Hey, like, like this is a meeting room and, it, and it's, it, 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 it can be fun, right. To learn yeah. and, and get prepared to go kick some ass, right. 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 Saturday. Right. So, and so when I played music, um, at least one day a week, you know, I would play my own music and I would use that as an opportunity to introduce them to, you know, more Biggie, more Nas, right. You know I mean? More. Gangstar, more whatever, Tupac, mm -hmm. whatever it is, you know what I mean, and not just the stuff you hear like on like every every like you know, top one hundred radio <laughs> station, backstage. you know what I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but the funniest story I have about that, which is hilarious, actually, it's probably about hell. I, I think we, I mentioned it to you guys uh, via text or, or DM. I think it was like Halloween, like two or three or four years ago. I was oh, actually yeah. I, I was at my sister's house and my brother-in-law and I have similar taste in music. He's a little bit older than I am, but we have very similar taste in music. And, and we both, you know, he's a little bit more like I'm a little more open to some of the newer stuff. I'll listen to it. Doesn't matter. Listen, we'll like it all, but I'll, but I'll give it a chance. You know I mean? <laughs> he's like anti anything pre 1999 or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and and so we're on the driveway passing out candy to trick-or-treaters and like you know as kids were coming a little bit older we're bringing like the little pill the, the little beatbox or the, or the little pill with them playing in their music he's like no 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 you need to sit down here like you want candy sit down here for a second all right okay you're gonna earn this candy by listening to this one song by <laughs> i like it one biggie song <laughs> i like play. it <laughs> so and of course that's the more adult beverages you had it got a little, it got a little more you know aggressive with the, the music yeah. playing, so it was a good night <laughs> uh, <laughs> big l's definitely on that playlist Teach him some ebonics while you're at it. <laughs> hey, speak, speaking of music, who, who's your, uh, in your top five of, of all time? I would say Biggie. Mm. As one? Nas, Is it or Biggie, Biggie as okay. one. Biggie okay. as one. Um, Nas. Mm. Okay. Outcast. Um, I would say Gangstar 4. Yep. Um, and God, if I had, wow. I mean, I like Lost Boys, but I, I can't say I put them in my top five. Um, I mean, probably, probably, probably Jay Z five. To be honest with you. Hey, and I was just about to say because if you would have if you would have missed Jay Z, it would have been like probably the biggest news in the world because <laughs> either everybody puts him at number one 
or two. You know what I mean? And yeah. and, and also, uh, I don't think I don't I don't think you said Tupac, right? Did you say Tupac in there? You know, it's funny when I was like, as I've gotten older, for some reason, he's dropped on my list a little bit, and I don't know I, I don't know what it is, but mm. it, 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 it is it is yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The, the, the older I've gotten, I've gotten more, more into Gangstar, more into Mob Beat, more into mm-hmm. Nods. Yeah, and yeah. A, and a little bit less on Pac. Right, right. Weird, right. right? But I don't know. So. Yeah. The first, the first of the month, I wake up and I play that Bone Thugs, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you know, you mentioned you're, you're Cuban, correct? I am. I am. What made you fall in love with football? Did you play any other sports growing I up? Played, yeah, I played every sport. So mm-hmm. so, so my old man uh, came over from Cuba. My parents came over, but my old man came over when he was uh, like in middle school age, right? Um, lived in Chicago actually for a couple of years and then ended up in South Florida. Mm-hmm. And so my old man went to high school down here. So my, and my old man was raised by a single mom and, and was never whatever. So his his mom was my grandma was like listen like you gotta be in sports because otherwise you're gonna get in trouble right you know mm-hmm. so he played football baseball basketball wrestling the whole nine and I was raised kind of similar right I was raised by a single dad actually my old man raised me for the most oh. part and my old man was like all right like I gotta go to work so I can't be home which means you can't be home because if you're home by yourself you're gonna get in trouble because because I know how, how how young boys are so pretty much <laughs> yeah. I was raised by every coach I had at the at the local youth league at the park down the street. So it was soccer season, football season, baseball season, basketball, wrestling, baseball, like whatever was in season, I was doing it. Mm-hmm. I was, I mean, I, I was, I just was, was never home because that was his thing. Um, so, but, so playing all those sports, eventually, obviously gravitate, gravitate more towards certain things, right? Because of body type or, uh, you know, just ability or whatever. So yeah. I, I, by the time I got to like late middle school, early high school, football, basketball and wrestling kind of became kind of like the three things that were kind of like were more so in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what I did all through high school um, were those were those were those three sports. But of course, by, by the time I was, I guess, a junior high school, I was, you know, I stopped kind of growing this way and started growing this way a little bit. You know, what I mean, I was yeah. I was I had gone. I, I was a tall kid, but I wasn't you know tall for like, like, you know, a division one scholarship basketball player, you know, what I mean? mm-hmm. but I was a pretty good size for offensive lineman. You know, yeah. so that kind of that kind of took its own kind of path. Wow. Yeah. So so my old man literally put the ball, you know, in the crib, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you say you say basketball, and I know with discussing football, I'm a basketball coach. I just gotta ask, mm-hmm. who were you, who were you looking at uh, during that time with the game of basketball? What player were you? Well, so I mentioned so when my dad first came over from Cuba in the in the uh, in the late fifties, early sixties. Um, he lived in Chicago for like until he was like in late elementary school, early middle school. Mm-hmm. So my dad's first experience with sports in the United States was the Bulls, the Cubs, the Bears, the Blackhawks, mm-hmm. right? So that's kind of what we grew up with. Like to this day, my dad's still a huge Bulls, Bears, Blackhawks, Cubs fan. Wow. Although he's although he's lived in South Florida since he was, you know, a sophomore in high school or something. Yeah. So we grew up watching the Bulls. Oh, nice. and and of course there was there was the Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Bulls, yeah. Bulls, you know, what yeah. I mean? yeah. watching. So it was that was a good time to be a Bulls fan. Oh, you know? that's great. You gotta yeah. say it. You gotta say it. you gotta put a nail in the coffin of this debate. Who's the goat? Oh, Michael Jordan, hundred percent. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I know you. I know you in Miami. I, I would have. I wouldn't have been mad if you said LeBron. I no, absolutely. Been, no, no, I know and, he gave and, you guys and, some chips, but he know. did. He did. And, he, and, and, and LeBron will never, will, will never, or should never pay for a beer in Miami. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but, but, but I mean, I, and 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 for anybody that 
I, like the timing of that whole like last dance show yeah. uh, was awesome because yeah. of course we get a captive audience right everyone's home during covid no one can do anything you're yeah. just trying to find stuff to watch you can, you can only watch tiger king so many times right you know what i mean so <laughs> um if 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 that didn't show why he was the goat you know what i mean just the way he's hardwired i don't know what else could you know what i mean yeah. Uh, so yeah he's he's number one in, in my book all the time and and there's really not a whole lot of people that are, are, are close to being second in my opinion you know i love jordan but if it wasn't for Charles pushing me almost every day to watch that, you know, Last Dance, I yeah. would have never watched it. I, I, it it's amazing. I, yeah. I love, it. and and, and it, it, to me, it has so much more value now because you know a lot of the kids who are, are, who you know I said kids, right? You know, guys that, 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 we, that I coach, right? You know, I mean that, mm-hmm. that we're around who were born in like the late nineties, right? Yeah. You know, what I mean, like they have they never saw Jordan play, like yeah. the real Michael Jordan play. Yeah. You know, they see right. YouTube videos, whatever, you know, but. To see that, to see that, 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 that the whole, you know, kind of like anthology of his life and how it went and, and how he became yeah. kind of this like, you know, larger than life figure is awesome. Yeah. 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 yeah Cause we kind of, we kind of caught the tail end of him, and, you know, then he went on his baseball adventure yeah. and then he came back yeah. and played for, uh, who do you play for the, the wizards or wizards? That's almost like, like. I feel like people are hopefully at least like 20, 30 years from now, people will forget that ever happened. Almost like, oh, yeah. like kind of how, like how people like our parents forgot that Terry Bradshaw and their career playing for whoever the chargers or whoever was with Joe Namath played for somebody, whatever. You know what I mean, like I'm hoping yeah. that happens too. Like we forget that ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> cause that, cause that wasn't, that wasn't Michael Jordan. No, I, I, like, I had yeah. his baseball card somewhere, uh, some, somewhere down here. So it's in a box. The Birmingham uh, Aaron's, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, as a as a as a college coach, man, what does a a, a typical day or week you know look like? Oof, that, that, that's a, a long answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the one thing I will tell you is 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 the workload and the hours lighten up immensely as the week goes on. So mm. the early part of the week is it, it, it's it's freaking brutal. It really is. You know what I mean? And by by today, really by Thursday, but even by Wednesday night you know, you kind of see light in the tunnel a little bit, you know what I mean? So, cause what happens is you, know, you play the game on Saturday and nowadays, unless you're in a conference that has some kind of a really good TV tie-in, most of your games are on Saturday night, mm. you know, because ESPN controls kind of everything. They want to have, you know, ESPN three, ESPN plus, ESPN yeah. Ocho, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> so, so for example, like our game on Saturday is at eight, I think at seven or seven thirty at night this weekend against Texas state. Right. So we'll play that game. The game won't be done till midnight, probably or close to midnight, right? right? By the time you shower and get to your office and get back up to your office, it's 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 past midnight, right? And then you pretty much, you know, some guys go to bed that night. Some guys, I like to grade it before I go to sleep, and then just get up in the morning fresh and start to compile the information, you know? Yeah. Uh, so you're not going to bed till probably two, three in the morning, and that's yeah. if it's a home game. If it's an away game, like for example, we play Texas Tech at Texas Tech next week, and it's mm-hmm. a night game, which means you got to play the game. Then everyone shower up, get back on the bus, drive to the airport, fly back here. So we, 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 the, the sun might beat us home, you know, on Sunday morning, you know, after, after Texas Tech. But either, either way, um, so Sunday really you have really all morning, early afternoon to kind of watch it again, grade it, compile your grades or stats, that kind of stuff. You know, get ready to present what the results were to the staff and to your players. Mm. And then usually uh, now so, some teams will not meet with their players on Sundays and have all day Sunday just to kind of put the bank game to bed and then sort of get a head start on the yeah. game plan for Mondays. Um, everywhere, we're almost everywhere I've worked, it's been the opposite. Uh, we've always had 
the players come in on Sunday afternoons, for, for, you know, meet, maybe have a light practice, introduce them, maybe make some corrections, or, or have you know, a little bit of intro to the opponent. Um, and then Monday's when their day off. Uh, I like that schedule better because for the it makes more sense for the players because that way they have a day off. It's an academic day. You know, yeah, get yeah. them off on Sunday. Well, no one's working on campus Sunday, so they can't do shit academically, right? You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, anyways, but Monday's off for the players. For us, that's our grind day because we got a game plan pretty much all the first, second down, right? All the yeah. formations. I mean, as much as we can get the game plan on Monday, we do. So, you're pretty much game planning from, you know, 7, 8 in the morning until probably, you know, 8, 9 o'clock at night, you know? Because wow. um, I mean, that's your biggest, that's your first, second down in the open field that's 80% of your, of your play calls, right? You know what I mean? Right. Um, so you do that on Monday. And for us, we practice in the morning. So, like, not only are you game playing on Monday, but before you leave the office Monday night, everything has to be ready for month, for Tuesday morning practice, right? So, like, your scripts, your cards for the scout team, your practice plan, like, everything's like – your meeting preparation, that's all done before you, go to, before you leave the building on Monday night. Because Tuesday morning, you walk in the building at, say, 6.37, and you meet the players in, within 15, 20 minutes. And you're wow. installing a game plan pretty much, you know, at least the first down game plan. Yeah. Right? Um, so, so we meet, so we, we meet the players Tuesday morning for a little bit. We have practice, come back upstairs at the shower, eat lunch, whatever, and then watch the practice that takes probably, you know, hour and a half or so, you know, go through everything, make any corrections. Um, and then now we go to work on game planning, third down game planning, red zone. Right. So that takes really the bulk of that day as well, you know, wow. Um, and then again, same thing. Tuesday night, you can't leave until everything's ready for Wednesday morning practice, right? Scripts, cards, practice plan, everything, right? You know, um, so two, so Tuesday, Monday, and Tuesday nights tend to be, you know, th those are the days that can bleed into like, you know, eleven, twelve at night sometimes. You know, I mean, if you're mm -hmm. not careful, um, and then you know, and you're burning on both ends because you're back in the morning at six a.m. or earlier, you know. Um, wow. But by the time you hit Wednesday. You've got third down, you've got red zone, you've got, you know, now you're doing two minute drill, you know, you're doing yeah. there's some of the more obscure situations that may not come up in a game at all. Um, but those take a half hour to game plan, maybe or something. Um, and then you're really kind of going through and saying, okay, like, you know, now we've got, you know, a good look at what, what our players, you know, are good at this week. You know, we've run a couple of things a couple of times, you know, what's new that we got to scratch, you know, because you always, you, you, you always want to make your game plan as tight as possible, right? You don't want to, you don't want to have any kind of, excess fat on that thing if you can avoid it you know so really wednesday night into thursday is all about just you know cutting and making it as tight as possible really um but by thursday right you know that's your kind of your dress rehearsal practice yep. it's not super physical you know it's kind of a you know a, a situational stuff you know some drives that kind of everything a lot of kicking game stuff goes on during that practice as well um and then you're honestly like our staff meeting on thursdays is between like two o'clock or so and then yeah. you're, you could be out the door by three o'clock on, on Thursday if you're, if you're smart. Like today I was an, on the road, you know, heading home by four, you know, okay. which is awesome. You know, so that's, that's, a usually, win. <laughs> that's a huge one. And, and that's usually where you're going to have like, you know, your date night, you know what I mean? Or, or, yeah. or, or, or your family night, you know, where you, where you take this dinner or help with the homework or get kids or whatever it is, you know? Because yeah. um, then, then Friday rolls around. Usually we start a little bit later on Friday. We sleep in a little more. Kids sleep in a little more. Um, and then we start going with, um, uh, you have a walkthrough, you're a meeting, you have a walkthrough. And then if you're on the road then you're showering up and putting on a suit and getting the plane and going, you know, kick someone's ass and work. Yeah. Yourself, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. or if you're, if you're, if it's a home game, then the kids go to class 
and they come back in the afternoon around three, four o'clock, you jump on a bus and you go to your home hotel. Um, so home games are awesome for coaches because I mean, most, for most time you have that time, yeah. from, you know, 11 AM or 12 o'clock when they go to class until, until the hotel at five to go get a haircut, go to old games, <laughs> like, you yeah. know, games, you know right. that kind of stuff. Um, and that's, uh, and that's a normal week, you know, that's a normal Jeez. week. I wonder what an NFL culture goes through. Jesus. <laughs> well, the, it's, it's, it's brutal. The worst is um, like, and I, I cannot imagine this, but it, 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 well, what's actually makes ours even harder sometimes than the NFL schedule is the NFL, at least all they do is football. What I don't right, mention, right. what I don't mention in, in those crevices of time is recruiting, right? You got to uh, carve out an hour to text and call recruits. You got to carve out an hour to watch recruiting tape here or there. So like, where does that time come from? You got, you got to, I mean, you got to really commit to it and have like say every, every Monday at seven o'clock for an hour, I'm going to stop what I'm doing. I'm going to, you know, text and call the top 10, 12 guys on my board. Otherwise I'm not going to talk to them. You know what I mean? Um, Or I'm going to watch recruits on Thursday before I go home for an hour, you know, on huddle or or something. Um, So, but the worst is when you have a short week, when you have like a a Saturday or Friday turnaround. Mm-hmm. Or a Saturday to a Thursday, because then you lose a whole day and a half. Mm-hmm. And God, God forbid, it's a, it's a road game you're coming off of. Oh, because then you lose a whole two days almost. Yeah. Um, so that that is like you know you're talking about like not having player safety and and, and coaches. Yeah. Safety. Um, in mind, it's those short weeks are brutal. They're brutal. Oh my gosh, man! Hey, that's credit to you for just keep going, keep going, because that's a oh, real grind. That's a real grind, man. It's, it's called being a glut for punishment. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that a little bit off. Uh, yeah. off but, hey, I got I got a question coming in on YouTube. Uh, yeah. How much time is spent between field conditioning versus weight training in a normal day? Mm. So, uh, good question. In season, um, honestly, there's not much of either, really. Uh, well, I should say that much either. There's very little time. Sp- so, there's there's very little time spent on field conditioning in season because you're practicing football and the whole point of having football practices, they, the practice should be structured in a way to where they're getting in football shape by practicing playing football. Now in the off season, that's where you have, you know, you're, you're doing your sprints, your one tens, your conditioning, your agility circuit stuff. That's happening from January when they come back all the way through until when training camp starts in August, there's not as much of that, really any of that happening in season as much. Um, the weight training or conditioning stuff that does happen. So our kids do lift two to three times a week um, after practice on Sundays. Uh, they have a, a schedule based off their class schedule where different guys come in, but but they'll get like one or two lifts done between Tuesday and between Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and they'll get one done on Sunday as well. Um, so and again, but that's that's going to be probably as much about maintenance as it is going to be about gaining strength for guys. Because I mean, some of these guys are I mean. You have those GPS things, those those trackers on those guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like some of these guys run three, four, five miles a day at practice. You know what I mean? So to go out there and go run more gasses afterwards or whatever, especially in the heat and humidity in South Florida, oh. you're asking for a soft muscle tissue issue or uh, or or fatigue issue. You know. So wow. And and the other thing too, people people don't understand is in college football, at least in the NCAA, you're only allowed 20 hours a week of mandatory football activity you can do with your players. That includes meetings, practice, game, really? everything. And, wow. and, and three hours of that is already allocated to the game. So it's really only 17 hours a week you're allowed. So you have to be very, very efficient with your meeting time, with your time on the field, 
with your time in the weight room. It has to all fit in that 17 hour window. You only, wow. So to go out there and have a, a, a two and a half hour practice and have a half hour of it be just conditioning, you're literally wasting that time where, where it's better spent meeting to get ready for the opponent, you know, uh, or doing practice prep stuff that's more applicable to the game on Saturday. Wow. Man, that's that's incredible to hear because I, I didn't know that, that that you only had a small portion of time with these with your players. Yeah, you know? it's funny. I tell people like in the recruiting process, I tell I tell parents. So parents ask, you know, how do you balance, you know, the the academic rigors with the with the football and, and being an athlete? I said, you know, you ironically, your son will probably spend less time dedicated to football as a college athlete as he does as a, as a high school athlete. Because as a high school uh, athlete, like there's no rule in most states, and if there is, nobody follows it, nobody enforces it. That right. says that your high school coach can't keep their kid out there for five hours of practice, right? Or, or right. more than more than three hours in a day, or, or give them at least one day off a week, or whatever it is. And in, in the in the NCAA, like if we break, you hear about all the time, you know, like every year there's one or two coaching staffs that break that rule and they get docked, you know, recruiting days, they get docked, you know, a game without pay, they get docked all kind of stuff. You can't mess with that 20-hour rule, especially nowadays with so much emphasis being put on player welfare, mental health, yeah. player wellness. Like, they, they, right. they, they need, we need time off from them. Yeah. I for sure need time off from us. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. Wow. I guess That's that kind of that kind of coincides with my next question. You know, mm-hmm. you playing in the collegiate level and you coaching the collegiate level now, mm-hmm. what would you say are the two differences between when you played and the way that the game is being played, as well as what's going on, you know, between players and coaches right now. Yeah. Well, I think the biggest, the, the, the two biggest things that come to mind, number one is how the game is played. And, and more importantly, how it's practiced and how it's prepared. I, I feel like we are much more efficient with our time and more so with the player's time now. Like, so for example, like that, that, that 20 hour rule, I'm not sure what year it went into place, but I can guarantee you that was not even a thought process when I played college football. This is my first couple of years. Like, I mean, I go back and think of my, and think of like my freshman year and the hours we're at practice and pre-practice meetings, post-practice meetings. I'm like, we're, like, we're almost at 35 hours, <laughs> you know? So I'm not sure if that rule either wasn't in place back then or like no one really followed it really. Um, but I can tell you nowadays in college football, it is followed very, very closely because like every every football program has to turn in like a time report for every player every week. Oh wow! It gets signed off on by the head coach, by the compliance director, and by an athlete. So you know you, you can't just like you know sneak one past the goalie because an athlete has to sign off on it essentially. And if, and if they say wait a minute on Sunday we weren't off we had to come in for this that you're gonna get screwed. You know mm. so wow. that's the that's the first thing I would say. Is I, I think that there's much more of an emphasis put on efficiency of time whether it's meeting or practice or whatever because the time we're actually following the rules a lot better now i think yeah as far as that goes. in terms of the player coach relationship or the or whatever it is like the transfer portal the nil stuff like that's mm-hmm. obviously changed college football forever and i personally freaking love it there you go i, yeah. I know some coaches are like oh it's not bs I love yeah. it. Okay. And it's here's about time. It. It's and about here, time. Yeah. And here's why I love it. Number one, we have been actually we as coaches or as a, as the NCAA, whatever, right? We have been making a ton of money for a ton of years off these kids' freaking backs. Mm-hmm. It's about damn time they can go and 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 
do do the same for themselves, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, 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 that's the American way. Like what we we're doing before yeah. was communism, essentially, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? Like right. this is the American way, right? Like let, like free market values, free market whatever. Yeah. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. And in terms of a transfer portal and you know players having more of a voice, I'm all for that too. Here's why: like some coaches, like well, listen, if a normal kid wanted to transfer from FIU to FAU or from Miami to Florida, a normal student he could do it and have no issue whatsoever. Why is there for for, for a college athlete, right? I mean, we're saying right. they're amateurs and all that kind of stuff. They should have the same rules that everyone else does. In my opinion, right? Okay, and now there are certain things that the NCAA needs to fix about the way roster management is handled and so on to make room for some of the issues that, that the, the portal has created, which is the whole thing conversation. But in my opinion, it is your job as a coach, whether it be a head coach, a coordinator, or, you know, just the O-line coach, right? Okay. To create an environment and a culture that people don't want to leave. Yeah. Right. Be honest with them, treat them right, treat them with respect. Okay. Right. And do what you say and say what you do. Right. Yeah. That's like, people don't normally leave relationships. Like people don't get divorced. If somebody is honest with them and treats them right, whatever. Right. They usually because the opposite, right? It's the same. Right. It's, a, it's the same thing in, in in college athletics. If you lie to a kid in the recruiting process just to get him on campus, he should have the right to leave once he yes. calls you on your BS. Yeah. You know I mean? Now, does that mean that every kid that leaves is in the right? No. You know, sometimes kids got to fight through some stuff and kind of fight mm-hmm. the bullet and kind of grit and, and earn some stuff. I get that there is a bit of a microwave culture going on that you know they want instant gratification. I get all that, but at the end of the day, it's our job to create an environment that people don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. Right? And and I'm all for things that put more power and more, and I say more power, but equal power and equal responsibility on the player's plate. Because for too long, it's been the opposite. Mm-hmm. And that's my stance. And, and you see that a little bit because it's interesting you say that when it comes to players uh, being more uh, aware and, and speak and speak a lot more about, you know, it could be different type of issues around the world. Like uh, a lot of things that's been coming out lately the past few weeks with the, the Patriots, for example, with Bill Belichick. Uh, I forget who uh, I think it was Asante Samuel. You know, he's just straight out said, listen, Bill Belichick would just be a, a regular coach if Tom Brady wasn't around. I guarantee you. He probably had that exact same feeling when he was playing with Bill <laughs> yeah, Belichick because yeah. you see it because Bill Belichick, obviously, he's uh, by far the greatest coach in NFL history, in my opinion. But like I, at the same time, he does have a strict way of having his players not say anything. Now, mm-hmm. I used to think about it like, OK, maybe he's just protecting the players from the media. But then I'm like, uh, I don't know, because now you see it with Brady. He's drunk off of tequila he's <laughs> he's living his life yeah. which is rightfully so and he's he's saying what he wants he's you know he's being he you can see yeah. it. he's he's more free so I, I think that's so important for coaches in general to really like you said bring that environment start that environment and yeah. have players just feel welcome i just free. like for me i just have an, i just have a hard time when so like like when i hear like older coaches say oh the portal's bad because you know it's gonna you know, it, it's not how it was, right? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things that aren't how they were before, and thank God they're not that way, right? You yeah. Know what I mean? So, and to me, this is just, this is just you can sit there and cry over spill milk and say, ah, I know when I was, you know, younger, we were tougher and whatever, and it yeah. may be true, but it, it doesn't make a difference, right? Like this is this is the, the, the culture, this is like the the environment around college football, and really all sports nowadays, right? Okay, you yeah. can either choose to adapt to it and embrace it to stay in it, or not and get out of it. Right. Yeah. But this is not going away anytime soon. Yeah. It's not.
Yeah. I only had I, I really only had one concern when it came to the NIL passing, and then you know it's uh, you get one player who's you know endorsed by X company. Oh, yeah. You know how is how is that go about in the locker room? How how is that yeah. you know how would that play out if you know I think it was uh, Derek King got picked up by College Hunks. You know I don't know if if he's sharing the wealth with you know his offensive linemen mm-hmm. or you know stuff like that. Yeah. Well, you, I I think. The nice thing about that, and whether it does, first of all, I think that kids, like, and I said kids, right? Like that, that 17 to 25 year old age range, which we deal with on a daily basis as coaches, as college coaches, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. They are much more tolerant than we ever were at that age. Oh, yeah. M- much more so. I mean, like, it, it's, it's amazing to me, like, you know, like when the whole thing where like Carl Nassib came out, you know, the first opening gate player or whatever, like, you yeah. know, some people our age, and I say, all right, whatever, I'm old, I don't know, but like, People for sure older than I am, and people even at my age, I'm, I'm 39, were like, oh, I couldn't imagine having – and, I, and I'm a, in my mind, I'm like, you know what? Just by the numbers, on the number of locker rooms I've been in over the course of my career as a high school, college, and professional athlete, I've probably been around multiple, you know, yeah. gay athletes. Who yeah. cares? Like, no one right. ever hit on me, so God bless them. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know, so yeah. – but when, when that came up in conversation with my players, it was like, yeah, whatever, coach, like, we, we probably have a gay guy on our team right now or two. Who cares? Like, it, so there's so much more tolerant of all, you know, whether it's a racial issue, yeah. uh, you know, a, a sexual orientation issue. And also, I think with the NIL issue, you know, like our running back, Devontae Price, is a really, really, really yeah. good player, right? I mean, he had 160 yards with five carries mm-hmm. this past week. <laughs> right? I mean, he's, he should I mean, he was a, had a draftable NFL grade last year and chose to come back, right? Okay. So I imagine I don't know for I don't know what what any of these guys are getting paid you know in, or their their NIL deals are, are looking like but I'm imagining that Devontae prices is probably a lot better than our backup right guards and hell it should be right yeah, I mean he's right. a bigger name you know now if he wants to share some of that and take him out to dinner and buy him chicken wings I, God bless him I hope he does <laughs> but he doesn't have to but I think the nice thing about this whole thing is it gives him the ability to do so if he wants to now yeah right yeah. like. Up until this year, if a, if the Eric King wanted to take his O line out to you know eat chicken wings and eat burgers, or he wanted to buy him you know t shirts, whatever, he couldn't do it, right? You know, what I mean, it's not legally, and now you can. So, like I said, I'm anything that, anything that puts more you know power, more responsibility, more opportunity in the mm-hmm. player's lap, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I've been gobbling up all the NIL merch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's major. That's major. Yeah, you know, I'm supporting these athletes because, like yeah. you said, you know they've they've the the NCAA has been profiting off of them, and if it wasn't yeah. for them, they wouldn't be making any money. I think I I, said, I, I think it's only fair. I think oh, yeah. it's only fair. Yeah. You know, and 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 I think it's you know if it's it's not level, it's not fair, right? You know, but it's it's the market value, right? Derek King is gonna is gonna demand more, or is gonna be able to make more than our quarterback is, right? It's just the way it is, right. right? You know what I mean? Um, and even within your even within your locker room, sometimes, and even within programs, right? Like I know Arkansas has a hell of a deal because they have like Tyson Chicken and Walmart are like these big corporate yeah. sponsors, so they have these. You know, BYU had got a deal where essentially every single walk on got their scholarship paid for right. because of some that. That's amazing. That's not going to be reality for some G5 schools like FIU or Utah State or, yeah. you know, whatever. Great. You know what I mean? But that's great because of BYU. Like, to me, there's enough to go around where everyone's going to get a piece of the pie eventually. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
uh, I did my research a little bit now. Correct me if I'm wrong, okay? Uh, Miami Lakes Hall of Fame member, right? <laughs> It was, it was it was a very very slow year in Miami Lake sports. I mean, but that's a big that's a big uh, deal, you know. How does it how does that feel hearing that? Well, so the, so the, the current mayor of Miami Lakes, who was the mayor when I got inducted, is actually a, a friend of mine I went to high school with him. Uh, so okay. I, might, I might have had a little bit of an insight. Uh, uh, tampering. Oh, so, tampering. Yeah, so the ball was the ball was definitely deflated. You know, so. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, it's it's um it's uh it whenever whenever you can like have people look back on your career, whether whatever the hell it is, right, playing football or or whatever, you know, and have them think that you were good enough to be recognized and and. and enshrined so that's one thing that's like it's crazy like you know god willing 30 40 years from now you know um you know some random person gonna walk into that 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 that, that uh that optimist club uh the clubhouse mm-hmm. and see some random picture some fat guy from miami back in the day, <laughs> you know, a decent player so that, that, it's crazy to think about that you know but it's yeah. I, i've been very 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 fortunate um the city i grew up in miami lakes um my high school um, you know, have both inducted me into their 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 halls of fames or whatever, and, and yeah. I'm, I'm a lot of how I got to that point in the first place is because of the people that I was around in those environments. You know, so I'm, it's very very humbling. It's yeah. awesome. That's now I'm gonna I'm gonna read this quote, and I hope that you don't it, being inducted into that hall of fame. Do you look back and say, you know, there's the quote. In 1966, Al Bundy scored four <laughs> touchdowns in a single game while playing for the Polk, Polk High School Panthers <laughs> in the 1966 City Championship game versus Andrew Johnson High School, including the game-winning touchdown in the final season against his old nemesis, Bubba, spare tire. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you know that entire in that entire yeah. book is I, I only knew the beginning. I just had to Google it right oh, now okay. to get my facts straight. I know he scored four touchdowns. <laughs> it's extremely impressive either way, though. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. No, it's I mean, I'm sure I'm sure that my career is gonna become like a fish story as time goes on, right? I'm gonna go from being, from being you know, uh whatever time all conference player to a five time all conference whatever, you know. So. <laughs> That's just like that brings back to the Boston Celtics, you know, Brian Skelly. Labrini on the 2008 oh, yeah. team, you know, he he played like what zero minutes. And zero like, minutes. I'm gonna tell my kids five years from now I scored the game winner, and then I'm ten years and I tell them I, I I was the MVP. Absolutely. Why yeah. not? Yeah. <laughs> I worked with a guy one time named Steve Bricky. I Brian actually when I was you know up in New England, and and Bricky had been at a bunch of places, you know, coached a bunch of Big Twelve schools. And Brick was like, he'd walk in, my, he'd walk in the office and he'd be like, you know what? He's like, back in like, back when I was 20, he was like in his, like probably in his late 50s at that point. He's like, back when I was at your age, he's like, I actually flew to Africa and like wrestled a freaking lion in my bare hands and, and killed him. <laughs> and I'm like, why? He's like, yeah, he's like, prove it, prove it, prove it, prove it didn't happen. You can't prove it, right? <laughs> That's true. That's yeah, true. Prove it. Prove well, that was the old saying back then, you know, was, yeah. uh, I, uh, prove it. Uh, what was it? Uh, I doubt it. You can't prove it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, like it's like picks where didn't happen, right? You nowadays, yeah. so yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know, hopping back into you know your upcoming schedule. Yeah. Do some of your players have certain games you know circled on you know big opponents? Because I mean, I'm looking and I see Texas Tech is probably by far. 
yeah. a, a very big game. And, you know, it is, it is, you know, I, for, 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 for a program like us that, you know, we're still kind of like, you know, in that scrappy kind of, we're trying to build it mode, you know what I mean? Trying to become, I mean, like, listen, up until that COVID kind of ravaged us last year. I mean, it was, right. it was a, 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 it was a purple sum of a bunch of crap that went on with COVID injuries and, and everything else, like everywhere, like everywhere else in the country. Yeah. But prior to last year, this program had been to three straight bowl games. Mm-hmm. After not going to bowl game for like four years, you know, when Coach, uh, once uh, Coach Bush Davis first got here. So for a program that's trying to build that level of consistency of going to bowl games every year, compete for conference championships, you really can't take any team, you yeah. know, lightly on the, you know, on the, uh, on the schedule, right? So whether it's Long Island last year, last week, or I mean, how we played Jacksonville State, which is an FCS school last year and lost. Yeah. Um, again, we were down to like, you know, 40 scholarship players, but still it's, it, it is what it is. Um, so I don't think anyone's looking past, you know, anyone in our schedule, I just I hope not. Um, but I do know this, right? Cause I've coached at FCS schools when you play an FBS team. Like, so when I was at Fordham, for example, we played Temple mm-hmm. in 2013. Temple was coming off of like, Three or four straight, you know, ten, oh, yeah. nine, ten, one seasons. It was Coach Rule's first year there. That was a huge, huge game for those kids because all those kids, were like you know, they had a chip on shoulder, like, hey, like I should be an FBS player, and I'm going to prove it to you now. And we went, we went out and beat Temple at Temple that year, uh, you know, uh, pretty convincingly actually. Mm-hmm. So I know that a lot of our guys are, they're, although they're FBS players, they think and and a lot of them are right. They can compete at the at the power five level. Right. So when you play a power five school, like you know they play, like they played Miami in nineteen and beat them, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know they the, uh, FIU has beaten Indiana in the past and other power five schools. So I know that when they play you know Texas a school at Texas Tech, that's our only group, that, that's our only our only P five game this year. There's going to be a certain level of intensity, a certain level of like the chip on the shoulder might be a little bit bigger that week. Not because of the opponent, but because of you know the level of the opponent, maybe I think you know, what I mean? mm. and especially for a guy that has draft aspirations or right. you know whatever it is, because that's always the knock on guys that don't play at the at the the blue blood programs as well. Level competition, well, but if you show up and play really well against that level of competition, maybe it's not a question mark anymore on your draft resume, you know. So. Uh, as a as a coach, do you do you have a pregame ritual? Do you for yourself to to get yourself going? Are you just on the same level, like, you know, like you yeah, said? No, not, 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 you know, as a player, I kind of was that way. You know, I had like the, the same handful of songs I listened to in the same order. Mm-hmm. And I want to, you know, dress in the same locker and the same undershirt, whatever. But as a coach, you, re- I mean, I realized that, one, again, like once you get to the stadium, like my job, like it, it's their job to win the game now, right? My job right. is, I, I say it's done. But it's mostly done. Like eighty, like ninety percent of my job, in terms of how can I help influence that outcome of that game, is done already. Okay. So I'm actually pretty calm in pregame. To be honest with you, I usually take that time. Um, if if we're at home, uh, I'll, I'll stay in my office because our offices are right are right above our stadium, so you go right okay. outside the locker room and change. So I'll stay in my office and you know work on some stuff or text recruits, call recruits. If I'm if we're on the road. Uh, some of these locker rooms are not very spacious, you know, right. locker rooms. It's just, and it's not, it's, it's not a, a conference USA thing because it was the same thing in the ACC. It's just yeah. some of the places that aren't on purpose. They're uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I will like literally get to the stadium, put my bag in the locker and like go out to the field and just stand in the sidelines and I'll FaceTime three or four or five recruits. I'll FaceTime family from yeah. the stadium, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. kind of cool. Cause usually Saturday afternoons, 
you know, recruits aren't at practice and not at game, you know, they're, they're available. So you can, you can, you can knock out four or five, six calls um, to some of your top guys right on Saturday afternoon. I learned that from Ed Ogeron, actually, when I worked for him at Ole Miss. Um, so wow. I mean, I'm usually on the sidelines calling recruits, calling home, calling family, uh, yeah. just kind of hanging out. If there's a coach on staff and the other, and the opposing team that I know and want to talk to, I'll, I'll hit him up, hey, come out and meet me, you know, for, for, for a quick little, you know, uh, you know, shit talking session for, for five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Over, you know? um, and then go inside once the coach locker room has kind of, uh, kind of like been a little lightened out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and go get dressed and changed and get ready for the game at that point. But yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a pregame ritual. I'm not a. You know, like like I, I worked with a, a guy a couple years ago who would get to the stadium and go for a jog, and he'd come back from like in the forums and he run like stadiums and like. Oh wow. Before the game, you know, I'm like, dude, God bless you. I can't, I'll, I'll pass out that time. I won't make it you know, to third quarter. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you talked about the trash talk. You know, the coach. Uh, I think Coach O put his uh, foot in his mouth, calling out the sissy blues when he was playing UCLA over the weekend. I, uh, <laughs> I, I saw the I saw the um, the tweet, or I guess I guess UCLA changed their their. Twitter banner or whatever, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> and I saw that, and I was like, and I didn't get it because I didn't, I, I didn't, hadn't followed the game or anything. Um, and then I saw somebody tweeted something out, or maybe ESPN put out a video, or whatever, that it kind of showed. They kind of had the, the mic'd up of him saying it. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> but you know, yeah, but if you if you've worked for Coach O, that doesn't surprise you. you know, it's just, right. that's, that's Coach O being Coach O. So. <laughs> If you're talking up trash, you, you, you eventually have to eat your words, right? So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there he exactly. is. Yeah. <laughs> but I got one last question coming in on YouTube. How much do you enjoy recu- uh, recruiting? Oh, no. He's frozen. Oh. Yeah, coach. We'll get him back on. <laughs> frozen uh we'll just uh we'll wait a little bit we'll get to that question um might be another internet problem yeah yeah but, that's uh, fine. yeah yeah you know just just talking to him so far you know yeah. he's, he's definitely yeah. he seems like he's just the coach to be around right you know, i would love that, to play have to play for him man yeah. just uh you know, and I think he can relate. Obviously, I think age is, is so key with some of these players. He's, like you say, he's 39. So he understands a lot, but he's an old soul too. So he can mix yeah. that up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's really good. Uh, I mean, again, this, uh, you know, I'm learning a lot. There we go. There he is. Sorry, guys. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. No problem. Yeah, so, no problem. so the question was, how much do you enjoy recruiting? You better enjoy it, otherwise you're in the wrong line of work. <laughs> um, I do enjoy it. I do actually, because because I like it, it. It's 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 a really cool opportunity to be a part of a family story, right? Like I mean, that's yeah. the, for, for for a lot myself included. I was the first person in my family to graduate to go to and graduate college. Wow. And for it's similar. It's, it's a very similar story. Not all, but for a lot of them, it is. You know, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's gotta it's gotta be that weather in Miami. Person. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? I'm sorry. <laughs> you keep freezing up. I said it's gotta be that weather in Miami. Oh, for sure it is. <laughs> yeah. Um but uh so so I do enjoy uh for, for, for that, you know, for the relationships and, and helping, you know, be I said like it, it's kind of selfish in a way, but like you you get to play a major role 
in a kid's life story, in a, in a family's life story. It's really yeah. cool. It really is. You yeah. know? So I, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. I, I know some coaches can't stand it. And it, there are times where it becomes monotonous or it becomes kind of a headache. But for the right. most part, I do enjoy it. Yeah. 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 Well, my, I, got, I, got, I got one more question for you. And obviously, this is an easy answer for you. But, you know, I really want you to probably go in a little depth on it. Who you got for this up and coming Week one NFL matchup, Miami or Patriots? How do you like him? I'm probably the worst person to ask this question to <laughs> in, in this entire industry. And, and here's why I say that. And it's funny because I just had this discussion with guys in our staff and my players a couple of days ago. I do, I am not a, I shouldn't say I'm not a huge sport. I am a huge sports fan. I am not a huge NFL football fan. Mm. Um, here's why. Number one, I, I miss, almost the entire season because we work all day Sunday. Oh, right, right. You're, you're grading, you're game planning, you're meeting players, you're whatever, right? You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't, I literally don't watch any NFL football on Sunday, right? It's the season. And then when, when, when our season is done, usually Sundays you're recruiting, you're on a recruiting visit, uh, you're on a home visit or whatever. So I really never get just to watch any of it. Wow. So I don't even know who the hell is playing for, for, for any team <laughs> until like the playoffs. I'm like, well, someone's was playing for so-and-so now. Like, I don't know. How oh, wow. wow. So, so, I mean, I know two was one quarterback. I know Mac Jones is at, is at New England. Yeah. I don't know how the, how the preseason went. I don't know who else. Yeah. I, I couldn't. I, so I'm like the worst person. I'm literally like, like we have a new student assistant on our staff. Who's like, a, you know, he's a freshman in college. He's all fired up. He's happy to be working in college football. He's a huge football fan. He's like, he's like He's like working on his desk on Sunday. Has NFL Reds on his on his laptop or his, his iPad. He's like watching eight games at one time. And I'm like, dude, like the last thing I want to do if I, if I have like an hour off to myself on a Sunday, or whatever, or any day for that matter, yeah, is watch is watch football. <laughs> right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that you makes know? sense. <laughs> so, and especially being in South Florida, where there's so much to do year round. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't involve yeah. being in front of a TV watching football. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know. That that, well, that makes we sense. Do- we do want to thank FIU for John O. Smith. Yes. He's he's pretty good. Yes. He's pretty good. I got a chance to meet him actually this summer. He's a great guy. I mean, a really, really first-class person. Uh, I enjoyed meeting him this summer. So I think he had a, he has like a nephew or something who's like a high school junior who came to camp or something or whatever, and a great, 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 great guy. Ooh. So, yeah. Wow. We got, we got to look out for another one. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But – you know, just just winding down. Do you have any advice for you know any kids looking to get into you know a collegiate program such as FIU, or as you a, know, just as in a general player? as a player, as, saying? as a player, or yeah. or just yeah. um, you know in, yeah. in general. Yeah. I think as a player, like you know, in the recruiting process, maybe I guess like one of the things that I think people on the players or like the recruits part of the like side have kind of forgotten or de-emphasized, but we haven't as, as college coaches is what your high school coach says about you. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh-huh. we don't, we don't really care what your seven on seven coach says because you pretty much that guy's on the payroll. Usually, you know what I mean? We don't really care what your trainer says because you're paying that guy to say something really nice about you, right? You're paying him to, to train you, right? We don't care about what, but what you're, there's a lot now there are sometimes Oof. another one 
Can you hear us, Coach? That's all right. We might have to we might have to switch from from this yeah. platform to a different yeah. one. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, yeah. This is our second week in a row. This is not second week. It's not our guest's fault. We understand. No. We understand it's, it's technology in general. Yeah, but yeah. They'll be back on because I got yeah. I got I got one last thing I want to leave them with. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so far so good. This yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm learning a lot. Yeah, about there you the, go. You take it. You take it right down. Especially you know being a coach yourself. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I feel like it's it's definitely growth for for you. Oh man, definitely. Especially if I eventually want to get to that next level in the call the collegiate um, field. Man, that takes a lot of work. I mean, I, I can't imagine how many hours he sleeps. I mean, and we I I, at this point, I don't think he does. Yeah, I think I think we took I think we took part of his Thursday night away from him. <laughs> and and we, I didn't even get a chance to ask him if he uh, if he has a family himself. You know, if he has kids and a wife. You know, to see what if he has time for that. You know, um, maybe I'll ask him when he gets back on here. But uh, yeah, he man, just, he just texted me. He said his Wi-Fi crapped out. Oh, okay. Okay. Hey, That's okay. It's, it's understandable. It's not yeah. his fault. Things yeah. happen. Um, yeah. I was, I was going to go ahead and, you know, pretty much just say beat Texas state. And I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait to see this Texas tech game because my old quarterback over at Oregon, Tyler shook is down there right now. Yeah. Uh, he didn't really fit with our system, but Hey, you know, I, I think FIU is a team to watch out for. Especially yes. in the conference USA, yes. I like these smaller conferences, and I definitely like MAC football. These smaller yes. conferences are definitely like I. Th- I think I've said it before that the smaller conferences you you find these guys that are hungry, hungry, and they want to get to that next level, and yeah. you know it shows. And yeah. FIU just beat the crap out of Long Island, forty-eight to ten last week, <laughs> so. <laughs> Hey, Texas State's going to be tough for them. Yeah, it's going to uh, be tough. I, I think but, they can get it done. They can get oh, it done. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, they're, they, they're looking ahead to that Texas Tech team. Yeah. But, Thank you, anyways. Coach Joel. Rodriguez, we appreciate you for coming on. We do. Uh, again, you got to make, sh- make those shirts. Yeah, work it up. those shirts. Work it up. And, um, uh, you know, hopefully you come back on, you know. Yeah, it was definitely great. And, and like we said before we brought him on, you know, that's the first time that I think since – since we had JP on, yeah, we had, we, we had an actual coach. Yeah, um, it's just wonderful. You, you, oh yeah, we've 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 done so many interviews with the athletes and yeah. not really spent much time with the coaches. Exactly. And for those of you that are watching now, please yeah. head over to Instagram, follow Charles, know the coach. Yes. Okay. He's yes. on. Ep- he's moving on to episode Ep- three. Episode three. Episode three. And uh, that's that's a, that's a great platform for our coaches to come on and tell their stories, just like we had Coach Joel Rodriguez on, uh, just getting to know more of the coach. A lot of people don't really ask about what the coaches go through or their personal lives. It's been about the players, but rightfully so. I'm all about players, but, like, let's hear some stories about the coaches. So please follow, follow uh, know the coach on IG. Please. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> hey, we do this together, man. We family. We family, you know? Yep. Yeah, you know, he, he just uh, texted me back. He said he had a lot of fun. Hey, coach, yeah. if you, if you're watching, you're yeah. welcome to come on here anytime. Anytime. And if you're listening, 
beat Texas, beat Texas State. <laughs> Kick the living shit out of Texas Tech, please. Yes, please, yes. please, please. Show yeah. them what these Conference USA boys are made out of. Let's go. Um, you know, just looking back at week one. Man, I'm ready. Uh, week two is going to – let's look at I got some games I wrote written down. <laughs> and this is going to be – Penn State, Wisconsin. That was oh, – I, I was like – I was I was listening to it on the radio, and I'm like, neither team has scored at halftime. Yeah. I'm, it's just – it's mind-blowing. And then Penn State pulled the upset. Another upset was, um, you know, UCLA. UCLA, yeah, that was a big LSU. Yeah. And um, – Who'd you have in that game? I had a UCLA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had UCLA because before. because yeah. UCLA. I mean LSU, they've kind of fallen far from when they had Joe Burrow. You know, oh my that, gosh, from that championship team that they have. I mean, Coach O is just he's a beast, and that's one yeah. person. I mean, I think I saw somewhere he eats like a hundred pounds of crawfish. <laughs> like, that's the key. That's the key right there. That's yeah. the key. Yeah. You got to. I mean, you're from Louisiana. You've got to eat those crawfish. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fan of them. <laughs> right. Hey, I'll eat them. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try them. I'll try yeah. anything. Like I said, I'll try anything once. Yeah. Yeah. But, I want to um, ask you a question, man. How did you really feel? Um, again, I know you're happy with the results with your ducks, but like what, what were your, your emotions like throughout the game in the beginning? Because I kind of understood like it's the first game. Honestly, I felt like they could have, if they, if they had, you know, if this was like week three, it would have blown out by like 40, you know? <laughs> But, yeah, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's also, you know, the transition between, you know, you get Anthony Brown quarterback right now. Yeah. Anthony Brown, I like I said before, I followed him from BC. Mm-hmm. And he sat out last year. And he got in the Rose Bowl and the PlayStation Bowl. And, oh, no, he got in PlayStation Bowl. I think that's what he was playing in and the Pac-12 championship. Mm-hmm. He got in towards the end of the game, but he scored like three touchdowns, four touchdowns combined in those yeah. games. He was also playing under Tyler Shook, who's yeah. down at Texas A&M right now. And I think it's week it's week 1, and that's why you usually see easy layup teams, you know, week yeah. 1. Uh Fresno's Fresno's no joke. Yeah, they know honestly. Yeah. Um and like I said offline, you know, I got a friend who's a Notre Dame fan. He was like, yes, you guys almost lost to Fresno. Listen, yeah. buddy, you almost lost to Florida State. <laughs> All right. That game went to that game went to overtime. Overtime, right. And you guys almost lost. Yeah. Um But I feel but like yeah, they that, needed that. They needed that, that like type of atmosphere and that, you know, that close of a game just to get the, the cobwebs out and uh, Oh yeah. They're gonna blow. They're gonna blow out Ohio State. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, that's 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 kind of where I'm uh, where I'm leaving. Um, but you know, Dorian Thompson Robinson, UCLA quarterback, yeah, phenomenal, mm. phenomenal, and he's gonna thrive. Mm. I think I underplayed a little bit Bryce Young because. Freshman quarterback, Alabama, but Alabama's the 33rd team in the NFL. <laughs> I hate Alabama. That's all I got to say. Um, yeah, Bryce Young. He, I, I think he was just yeah. like toying with that Miami. Yeah, oh, my God. Absolutely toying him. With ease. 
But what was his numbers again? It was like what? He had like through through like half. He had like four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. <laughs> 300 and something, uh, four, yeah. four something yards. Four, like, yeah, bro, yeah. come on. Like, just, <laughs> and that point, defense, man. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, man. Alabama, man, I'm telling you, they, they're my, they've always my favorite because they just, I call them the New England Patriots of college football. They just get it done. I, but I, I don't know if you said it. Maybe just add them as an NFL team and see how, see how it goes. Drop the Jets or yeah. Jacksonville. Okay. Yeah. There you Put go. Put it right there. Put it right there. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, you got you got week two coming up. Um, yeah. We have what's the score right now in this this Patriots game? We got uh, I mean Patriots, yeah. <laughs> uh, Tampa Cowboys. Tampa's winning twenty one sixteen third quarter. Oh wow! Um, okay, it's a lot closer than I thought it would be. Well, Dak Dak's playing well from what I was seeing earlier. He was playing he's he's playing a little well. Uh, what's his numbers looking like? Uh, right now he is. Let me just pop up the box score. Uh, he is twenty-seven out of thirty-seven, and he's thrown for two hundred and sixty-five yards, two touchdowns. Oh wow! Um, wow. Uh, that defense just... is not stepping up. Okay. Hey, it's a good thing I didn't play this Bucks defense. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I got I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on my fantasy team, and I also have uh, Green Bay. And I decided to go ahead and go let Green Bay. Tampa, yeah. Yeah. sit on the bench because they get in their rings. Know, yeah, you don't know what you're gonna get from Dak coming back. Uh, Dak coming back, Zeke, Zeke, oh, Cooper, no. Lamb. Oh my gosh, they got they Cowboys. Hey, if they get it right. They'll be they'll be they'll be all right in the in their division. They should win that division. So, I hope so. Yeah, no. <laughs> they should I mean, win that division. When was the last time the Dallas Cowboys have been relevant? Oh, and you know what's like? I've been really hoping they get far. You know, when Brady was with the Patriots, I was like, man, I would love to see Cowboys versus Patriots in the Super Bowl because of, you know, Cowboys is supposed to be the American team, you know, America's team, mm-hmm. but it's obviously the Patriots. Well, before Brady left, it was the Patriots. But uh, now, you know, they're, they just slipped a little bit. Um, but, you know, who knows? You know, maybe if Dak stays healthy, they'll they'll, they'll pick it up. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, week uh, week one. Uh, an NFL man. Um, uh, I got a, I got a couple games lined up. I, Browns versus Chiefs, man. I feel like the Browns, man, they're ready. They're ready uh, with that defense um, and Patrick Mahomes. They that offensive line, man. Uh, again, with Coach Joel Rodriguez, I wanted to ask him how important is the offensive line, and you see it. The Chiefs have stepped up in that in that market with you know protecting Patrick Mahomes because Super Bowl he was just running and running and running, and um, you know that's going to be a great game. I got the I got the Chiefs winning that game. Oh, yeah. uh, but it's going to be close because the Browns do play defense. They added a lot of pieces to that to that puzzle. OJ, I mean OJ, <laughs> OBJ, you know he's back. So uh, with Landry on the opposite side, they got Kareem Hunt. They they they're just all over the place. Baker Mayfield. Food. Yeah, but what are you what are you really gonna get out of Odell coming back? I know, I know, I know. This is I why mean, this is why I hate injuries when it comes to this stuff. You don't know what the player is gonna be like when they come especially back. Especially at the wide receiver position. You oh, never yeah. know. You never and then there's been some injuries uh with the Ravens that just happened, you know. Uh, Peter's just tore, I think they tore his ACL, the cornerback for the Ravens. So now that that adds out another element to you know my Patriots maybe stepping up because if that Ravens defense is not where it's at, Lamar Jackson. 
I'll let him try to beat us as much as he can. But uh, you know, a lot of games, the Steelers versus Bills. You know, I don't know what I don't know because both teams are very. Oh, very... Don't even don't even think about that. You don't even. <laughs> Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, Juju's back. Proof. Juju's back, but Juju's not really back. I mean, I know, he, I know. he dyed his hair blonde. Ugh. He's still doing his TikToks and his oh, his dance. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But I, I, let's see what the Bills can do. Because a lot of people talk about the Bills, the Bills, the Bills, the Bills. They're playing against the Steelers. They they play tough still. They still play tough. The Bills so. are going to the Super Bowl. I don't know how you say that with confidence. You're not scared of Patrick Mahomes? No. <laughs> You're not scared of him? You scared? Were you were you a Bucks fan this past year? No. Oh, well. Yeah, I was going for Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I, I was, and I was not afraid of Pat Mahomes. All right? But now with the protective line, I'm telling you, he might throw 60 touchdowns this year. You never know. That's He's going to have a lot of rushing yards, that's for sure. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's exciting uh, in the NFL, man. Uh, college football is like uh, week two of college football. Just the energy around sports, man, is just I feel good. I really do. Definitely is. Um, let's see. You want to take a break and we'll come back and, and we'll hit the we'll hit the uh, NCAA in football, yeah. Uh, yeah. the NFL, and then we'll go ahead and – I got uh, some Ben Simmons uh, hot takes real quick, some ooh. Ben Simmons hot take. Yeah. I got – I think but I you have, got one too. I think I, I think I have one. Actually, let's go to your hot take. We'll, I'll keep my I have thing. one. One. <laughs> okay. I have one. And with that, I'm gonna go ahead and leave you with that one. <laughs> Here it is. Sunday. Nikhil Harry decided to post on Instagram. Uno. Uno. Nikhil Harry, what are you doing? First of all, you requested a trade. Nobody wanted your bum ass because you suck. Okay? You suck. Waste of a first round pick. Probably can't even get a fifth or a sixth at this point. Second of all, you waited, what, less than a week to go ahead and claim Cam Newton's number? I don't like Cam Newton. That's a different story. (laughs) You stole Cam Newton's number. You stole number one. You put it up on Instagram. You're going to be riding the bench this season. You can't get traded. You can't catch a ball. Tom Brady shut you off. If you get shut off by the greatest quarterback of all time, you do not deserve to be there requesting trades. You don't even deserve to sit on the bench. 
okay? You couldn't even get back to Arizona. You couldn't get out there. They didn't want you. And you're putting all the blame on, oh, it was my agent. It was it was my agent. I get it. I wouldn't say this to your face because you're a lot bigger and stronger than me and you probably beat the shit out of me. But, <laughs> hey, I don't care. I'm a fan. You suck. Oof. That's all I got. Let's 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 see how this goes because <laughs> let's 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 take let's take the options, man. Like who's who's he behind? He's behind a lot of people, receivers. Malcolm Perry. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, and Nikhil Harry. I I I agree with what you're saying. <laughs> I wouldn't go so far saying he sucks because I feel like everybody in the NFL is he talented. Sucks. Is talented. He just <laughs> can't stay on the field for a particular reason. He can't run routes. For a particular reason, you, I think he's probably in his head a lot. And when when he did say his agent is the reason, hey man, you these agents are tricky. Hey, you your agent. That's very true too. And you should your know agent, them. Your, your yeah. agent doesn't go out there and <laughs> shout out his own words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Pretty sure your agent is just some lawyer out in Arizona who's some I don't know, probably a real estate lawyer or something. <laughs> Like, does he have any business in in hey, the NFL or is sports agency industry? But maybe the, aspects. So sports, maybe sports agent industry. Let's go ahead. We'll let's try to get sports agent. Yeah. From a sports I would love that. That'll be a great episode. That'll be a great one. Uh, but let's see. Maybe he got the number one jersey. Got Cam's old number. Uh, and maybe Cam will start. We'll mention that in his uh his Freaky uh, Friday. Freaky Friday. Let's no Funky Friday. Friday. Funky Friday. I'm very excited for that. I when I when he when he posted that, I was like laughing the whole time because I'm just like this. And I said this exact same. I said this. This is what the NFL is doing to Cam Newton. They're pushing him away. <laughs> So now what he has a po- is it a podcast or a show? No, it's it? Instagram. It's it's Instagram TV, and he just I think I don't I don't know if he goes live. I don't think he goes live. I think he just records it, edits it, and then posts it on uh, IGTV or, or, or whatever it is. But you know what? I, a part of me, not even a part of me, when I watched it that clip, I was just like, Cam, really? Come on, man, don't don't do this because the moment you bash. Bill Belichick and the you're, you're done. You're 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 done. Just wait. Stay in stay in good shape and wait for a team to call you, man. Don't don't do this, Cam Newton. Please. I am one of your supporters. I I'm on the record saying you are you I thought you were gonna win the MVP. And Bill Belichick probably heard this and like, watch this, Charles. He's done. Again, so it's just like Cam Newton, I don't want to see you do this. Most bro. valuable place ticker. Place, place oh, taker, yeah. And I'm just hoping, I'm hoping he gets back in the NFL. But this probably can tarnish his chances in the NFL because now you're going on IG and you're possibly about to talk about your experience and your time at New England. If you're going to do this, make sure it's positive because if you're doing this and it's a negative light on Bill Belichick, Ooh. this can probably end Cam Newton's career. And oh, it sucks because Cam Newton. Yeah, he's gonna get hit with that star face. You guys been telling me this, man, and I'm starting to. I don't know, man. I just hope Mm -hmm. he gets focused. Uh, I'm nervous for him. I'm nervous for tomorrow. I'm hoping Funky Friday. He's just joking. He's like, "Ah, I made you look. Uh, I don't know. The last couple of Funky Fridays, he was talking about chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) And uh, wait, was he really? Yeah, he was getting his hair cut. 
he, but this one, he said, he, he looking in the camera, said, I got a lot to say, but this is not a retirement speech. I'm like, oh, man, Cam. Newton. Well, it's he, definitely not a sign-in speech. <laughs> That's for sure. You never know, though. You oh, never know. Nah, he, nah. He's going to sign with an arena football league. <laughs> and he's going to go start do that, Dan. Please Australian don't do football oh, league. Come on, Dan. Come on, can you give Cam Newton? He's no. one of the greatest of all time. One of the greats of, uh, in, in his generation. His generation. He changed the game. He did. I mean, he 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 did. Um, I just kind of have a hair across my ass because <laughs> Cam Newton and the Auburn Tigers beat my Oregon Ducks. Yeah, I know. 2011. Oh, that, oh, so this is where it all started. No, oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Cam okay. sucks. Cam oh. sucks. Be, be, be real. Be real. I don't want to have this discussion. Right I know. Okay, 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 okay. I'm done. Okay, okay. Cam Sucks. <laughs> Nikhil Harry. Nikhil, Nikhil Harry. Up. He's following in the wrong footsteps. <laughs> that's for sure. Oh my god. Uh, I don't even I don't even know. <laughs> uh, moving forward to Saturday. Yes. Who are you liking? Why are you liking them? So I got some I got some teams lined up, some some teams circled. Uh, are we going are we going based off of our ESPN um Oh yeah. So what? Who, who's in first place right now? Uh, it's actually tied. Okay. Actually, six and four. We're both six and four, right? We're both six and four. I'm gonna pull it up right now. Yeah. Uh, college pick them. And listen, if you guys want to get in this league, I'll post a link. Yeah. Um, we can we can just go from week two or even week three on. Uh, see if you do better than us. Uh, let's see. Week one, I had. Uh, I had. Who do I have? I had Penn State, mm-hmm. I had Oklahoma, yep, Alabama, obviously, obviously, Iowa. Okay, I took West Virginia, and they freaking got trounced by Maryland. Yeah, and then I took the Raging Cajuns because mm-hmm. ULL is a very, I mean, uh, the, yeah, yeah, they're 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 just they're just a different breed of football right and i mean you don't know what you're gonna get at texas texas has, they've, they've been irrelevant for a while also yes. and of course i took houston and houston was actually i think they were up that game against texas right. tech i think they were up i took georgia oh yeah and uh, actually i did take lsu oh yeah oh you did i did okay. take lsu and then i took byu charles on the other hand i think i think we disagreed on a couple it's a couple right uh charles had Wisconsin, they yep. lost. They Oklahoma, did. they won. Yeah, Alabama, they won. they won. Iowa, they won. You took West Virginia too. I did. But yeah. you took Texas over the Raging Cajuns. You took Texas Tech over Houston. <laughs> you took Clemson. You took the yeah. Cheese. We both we both <sighs> agreed on LSU. Clemson, man. I always, we both I always... agreed on BYU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think what we're going to see, uh, let's see, week two is oh you haven't even picked yet i can't i can't see what you picked i don't think so i put mine in already i got i got oregon over ohio state oh yeah oh yeah i did pick i got tennessee over Pitt. i got florida over south florida i got texas a&m over colorado Mm -hmm. i got iowa over iowa state Mm -hmm. i got texas over arkansas i got mississippi state over Mm -hmm. nc state I got Wolverine, the Michigan Wolverines over Washington, 
Utah over BYU. I don't know about that one. I'm just, Mm-mm. I don't, I know, I know, I don't know. I might have to, I don't know. I got USC over Stanford. Ooh. I disagreed with you mm-hmm. on, I think, I think only two. Okay. I picked, I picked Washington over Michigan. Okay. Mainly because Washington just lost to Montana. Okay. And that was a very bad upset. Mm-hmm. I expect a bounce back game. But it's coming. I know it is. But Michigan <sighs> they've they've you know they, they beat Western Michigan in their home opener. Yeah. It's expected. Right, right. So Western right. Michigan. I think what we're going to see coming up against this Washington team, it's going to be – I'm telling you, it's going to be a bounce-back game. Washington's going to come back and win it mm-hmm. because they got, they, got, they got embarrassed by Montana. Yeah, yeah. But that home crowd in, in Michigan, can they can they step it up? Even though it's not the same Michigan for years now, but we'll see. I mean, yes, are they going to come back with better? Uh, yeah, but Michigan, man, they're at home. If this was reversed, if Michigan was going there – I would agree with you, but I I, don't, I just don't see Michigan losing at home this week. I, I think that's I think that's one of the only ones we disagree on. Okay. Uh, I don't. I mean, you're... I might switch it. I might go Oregon taking this loss. Ooh. I don't know. I might. Well, I, might... I I put my pride, my my fandom before any stats. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think Oregon's gonna go ahead and run the table and go undefeated. How about that? I think that every year never is happens. It, yeah. <laughs> but with the with the injury to Kayvon Thibodeau, it kind of kind of scares me. Kind of scares me. Is he going to be nervous to get back out there? <clears throat> is he no. going to be fully healthy? But at the same time, you have Mace Funa and you have uh, Noah Sewell. But this is a big game. This is it a big is. number is. three uh, Ohio State, and let's see what they can do, man. But this is a bigger game for Oregon because, man, this this is a I think this is a proven game. Because I don't know what the odds are right now. Uh, even on here, saying ninety-one percent is. I know, but but at the same hard. time, you you have to look at Ohio State. They 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 barely hung on to beat Minnesota. I'm pretty sure Minnesota was. They were winning at half, and Ohio State just came out of the locker room a different team. Yeah. Uh, C.J. Stroud was. He was. I mean, he was okay. Uh, I think he had three or four touchdowns that game, and I think he only had one one interception. Um, the one person you got to watch out for is Chris Olave. Chris Chris Olave. Oh yeah, yeah. And I and I feel I feel if Oregon pulls this off, because the reason why I say pull off because I I I'm still going back and forth with this because I love Oregon. I love what they bring to the table. <laughs> I know I love what they bring to the table. Um, and they did impress me even through that close game in the beginning of last week. But this is, again, this is a away game. Let's see how this goes, man. I mean, Ohio State's going to be tough. You know, that crowd's going to be College rocking. football fans are back. Yeah. Come on, Spencer Webbs. Let's see, let's see what we do. Let's see how we, how, how we do. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, I, I think I think Oregon's gonna pull it off. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stick with my pick. I'm gonna stick Ooh, with my pick. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I'm gonna uh, stick with my pick. Tampa I mean, just took a commanding lead, uh, twenty-seven to nineteen. I feel like nobody's watching this game. 
<laughs> well, I mean, it's it's Thursday night football, but it is the season opener. Yeah, uh, but the but Cowboys the time, though, they didn't deserve this. <laughs> definitely not. They should have played the Giants on the Thursday night. <laughs> no, you you have to have something interesting. On. <laughs> I mean, so, once we get further into the season, you're going to have these Monday night, Thursday night games. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, absolute snooze fest. Hey, let's give a round of applause for BC going two and zero because they're playing against UMass this week. <laughs> <laughs> let's go hey oh, they, was, they were impressive uh last week they, they were, were they oh were you know what's Xavier funny i said lying. i said um i st- i said the 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 gambling line was it opened at like 50 50 and a half in mm-hmm. favor of bc to win yeah. and the over under was at 52 and the 52 stayed <laughs> BC put up a 52 oh. burger against them. <laughs> Great. How, how do people just leave that that stadium after that ass whooping and that? Just and you, know, you... you know what's funny? Somebody, somebody said, uh, or it was it was on Instagram. Somebody put a picture of uh, one of the Colgate players, and he was number zero, and he had all this eye black on. And somebody said, "This this dude from Colgate really went through all that to get, to get blown out 50 And you know that you know Colgate was ready. They were so amped, and oh, it, yeah. and it, <laughs> when it, yeah, listen, the the stuff that we could hear of Xavier's interview. He was not lying. They are ready to go. I told you. I saw them driving. Because they, they stay in the hotel, yeah. and then they travel down Calm Ave, and they, yeah. they drive right past my office. They drive past right where I work. And I'm sitting there. I'm looking at them. I'm like, I feel bad. These these guys are driving to their own funeral. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, hey, they're going to the zoo this week. Yeah. And the zoo – is has been named the best fan atmosphere yeah. in Massachusetts, but I mean yeah. at the same time you only get two teams. Right, <clears> that, crowd was was yeah. that crowd was rocking in BC. That crowd was rocking. But you was... slowly start to see. That's the thing. Yeah, once the NFL comes full tilt, everybody puts BC to the wayside. <laughs> I love college football. I'd rather watch yeah. college football because you know just for the same reasons Coach Joel just said. Hey, you know. These kids are playing, and who knows what the other side is going to have for them. Yeah. And they're playing harder, tougher than hey, – he doesn't even watch the NFL. Yeah, and, I hey, know. I wish I could do that, yeah. <laughs> but I can't because <laughs> these guys are all crybabies. But, yeah. hey, you know, moving, moving, on to yeah. our, um, <clears throat> moving on to our NFL picks. Yeah. You know, walking into week one, mm-hmm. uh, I picked Tampa obviously and yeah. rightfully so they are the defending super bowl champions yeah and that being said they're winning obviously yeah who you got <clears throat> philadelphia or atlanta <laughs> atlanta <laughs> and what, i don't know what is I, philly doing what is I philly picked, doing i picked i picked philly and i i kind of regret it but i kind of don't at the same time Mainly because of what the Patriots did to Philadelphia in the preseason, but then again, that's preseason. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. I just I, there's something about this Philadelphia Eagles team. There's just there's there's something, and I don't know whether it's the quarterback situation, and they just got Gardner Minshew. Yeah, start him. Might as well. 
Yeah, but I mean, come on. You I mean Hurts, Jalen Hurts. I mean Hurts is Yeah. You have he's dude, he's you have dude. him ready. You have him ready. Yeah, and I was I was high on him last year. Mm-hmm. Once, of course, Carson Wentz got injured. I was yeah. high on him to come in because I was I believe it or not, when he was when he was playing college, I was high on him then. Right. And I'm not that keen on Alabama quarterbacks, as right. you know. Right. <laughs> They're starting <laughs> to prove you wrong, though. I work <laughs> ethic and and all this other crap come into play. Yeah. Um you know, I, my my main concern with this Eagles team is what are you going to get out of Zach Ertz? Ah, I feel like I, I thought he was going to get traded this offseason, uh, but I, I don't know. I thought the Patriots were going to look at him. Yeah. And, and at the same time, what are you going to see out of Devontae Smith? I know. I mean, I you, but you know what intrigues me about Atlanta? Matt Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Matt yeah. Ryan. Listen, he has something to prove. Do you have what, something with terrible quarterbacks? No, he's not a terrible. He's one of he he's he all right. He's a one of the Atlanta, Atlanta greats. He's one of the Falcon greats. He took he took him to the, he could have had that one he's ring. He's a BC but, Eagle great too. That's all right. True. He has something to prove. His main target is gone, Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's see, let's see what, what 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 that what can happen. Hopefully, Ridley can can step it up and then uh, and, and and take that role. But you know, I like I like the Falcons. I mean, I, they're gonna be crap this year. But like uh, week one in Atlanta, uh, man, it's gonna be crazy. So you know, the battle of the birds, man. The, I'm going I'm going with the the Falcons, man. Just I'll be worried if they're up twenty eight to three and then something can <laughs> something can go crazy. But you know. Uh. We touched on this a little bit. You you know the Bills and the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, did I pick? I, I think got, you, I you, you started. You started saying something about the Steelers, and <laughs> I, I kind of shut you off saying. You that. Did. <laughs> I, I got the Steelers upset in the Bills. No. Part of it because I don't want the Bills to win the division, but I got the Steelers win. <laughs> I got the Steelers win. I got. The I, Steelers win. I do not. I, Josh Allen. He's. He's hungry for it. He's hungry for it. He was this close last season, this close, and he's coming for it. We'll see. Just don't lose this week one because the Patriots win and Bills lose. I don't know. We're going to get to that. Oh, don't tell me. Oh, man. I like how you said that. Vikings, Bengals. What are we going to get? Joe Burrow coming back. Hey, hey, he, he, was imp- he had an impressive rookie season. Impressive rookie season. He's tough. He learned he, how to slide. Learn, he learned how to slide, but he he has that grit, and you you know you notice the team gravitated to him, and uh, a couple of his teammates actually uh, complimented him on how his leadership at that young age is impressive. I got the Bengals, man, and with that defense that they have over there, that young defense, I think the Bengals can pull this off. And uh, you know, I think I think uh, honestly, uh, the Vikings, man, they're not really. I mean, I don't believe in Cousins anymore, but uh, you know, it's just. We'll see how it goes, man, with that. Hey, um, I believe that I am on the same side as you. Yeah. Um, I got the Bengals because Joe Burrow coming back healthy. Yeah. You got Jamar Chase. You have T. Higgins, who's going to have a nasty year. Joe Mixon. Like, you're going to have a complete team this year. Joe Burrow, just stay healthy. Odell. Forget about him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, Cinderella team? No. In AFC? No. 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 <laughs> um, moving on, 49ers, Lions. That's 
Who's watching that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I don't think the Lions will win a single game. Oh, might go 0 16 again. Didn't they go 0 16 before? Or something like that? I, they've 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 had I mean clearly they didn't do as bad as uh Jacksonville or the Jets oh, last right, season. Right, but right. New head coach Dan Campbell. How many head coaches are you gonna have, man? Like I just don't just don't get right. it. We took Matt Patricia back. That's all that matters. Yeah, but yeah, the fact that he thought he was Bill Belichick. I got, uh, I got the 49ers. 49ers by, by the at least <laughs> by at least 25. <laughs> right. Titans, uh, Cardinals. Oh, Titans. Cardinals. They didn't really impress me this preseason. Uh I mean, I, I just I don't know. I thought their defense was gonna be better. But again, who knows? You know, uh we'll see how they do. But they're playing against a, a Titans team that is hungry too. Um, so let's see what uh, Henry's going to He's going to run over <laughs> this week. I mean, J.J. Watt, I mean, he's old, though. He's old right now. But His brother know. T.J. is, is a force to be reckoned with, though. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll see what the Titans do. I mean, and I, I feel like the Titans should win this game because this is like a preseason game for them, another preseason this is, game. <laughs> this, is, this is definitely uh, Mike Variable's make or break. This I mean, season. Brady's calling him fat on Instagram and or interviews and stuff. A man was a linebacker. What do you expect? Right. Brady's been talking a lot of no, shit. Mike Vrabel is not fat. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, Brady's been he's been popping some shit. Yeah, he has. And I mean, he's on his high horse now. And like you said, yeah. the muzzle is off and he's ready to fight. Seahawks, Colts. Oh, Seahawks. Absolutely. You don't know. <laughs> Who's starting quarterback for the Colts? You had my high hope, Sam Ellinger. He got injured. Oh. You can't go to Jacob Eason. Nope. Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. He was on the he was on the COVID list, but I don't know where that stands now. Um, but yeah, he was on the COVID list. The Colts are just the Colts are the Colts. Who's guarding DJ Metcalf? <laughs> <laughs> they might call you to up, oh, Dan. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I took my Chargers jersey down. I was gonna wear it. Oh yeah, I know, I know. Chargers, Washington. <laughs> Chargers all the way. They're they're gonna come out like some young hungry mother. <laughs> you know what? Because I mean, last year they didn't really, but they showed a lot last year too. They did, and, and also they, you know that was that was Justin Herbert's first year. Exactly. Exactly. Just, him being the rookie of the year, right? Headed into this season, people are calling a sophomore slump. I am not. I am not. I have him QB one on hey, some, one of, on one on one of my fantasy teams. One of the best arms in the game. You think? Oh, for sure. He he can yeah. he can run. He can throw. Yep. And he looks good doing it with those long, luscious blonde, <laughs> blonde, blonde locks, baby. <laughs> So I'm assuming you're picking the Chargers. Oh, without a doubt, I'll be rocking my Chargers jersey on Sunday instead of my go. Patriots jersey. Actually, no, I'll be I'll be rocking my Chargers jersey, and then by the time Patriot kickoff, I don't maybe I'll throw on the Terry Glenn, maybe I'll throw on the old Tom Brady. Who knows? But Panthers, Jets. See, this one's tricky because it both, is both both uh, organizations are are crap. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm go pick the Jets. I like the young QB out there. 
you know, uh, you know, let's see what he does. Zach uh, Wilson has been yeah. looking really good preseason. He's been looking yeah. really good, and I he's think... showing a lot of leadership skills too. Um, but the at Jets, the same time, it's the Jets. I know, I know, but let's see, let's see, let's see. They're gonna have to rely on their defense, and uh, I think I, I like the Jets in this one because Panthers. I don't know what they're doing. And listen, um, for those of you that are in any type of fantasy football league, he is probably. I'm going to call him a sleeper because he is a sleeper. Mm. I watched him when he was playing in Mississippi. Elijah Moore. Guarantee you he's available. I'm sorry, Charles. I already have him. Elijah Moore is going to be your sleeper. Mm -hmm. And I I think he's only 45% rostered fantasy Mm football-wise. But the man is ready. He's hungry. Zach Wilson, young quarterback. Elijah Moore, young wide receiver. Let's see what they do. You know, there's only there's only so much some of these other guys can do, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see. It's week one. Week anything one. can happen. Literally anything. Right. Right. And right. that's why I'm so concerned. So concerned. I'm so happy I didn't play the Bucks defense tonight because <laughs> it is now, what's the score? It is now twenty-eight to twenty-six. Oh, this is about to be. Well, how many minutes left? There's thirty seconds in the third. Uh, oh, it's Dallas. Close. Dallas has the ball. Ooh. Oh man, I can't wait. If if, the, if Dallas wins, oh, I, I watch Undisputed with Skip and <laughs> Shannon. Skip Bayless is gonna go crazy. Oh, Shannon, Shannon. Not gonna happen. Not, Not gonna, gonna happen. happen. It's Tom. Right. You can't. Let's see. Let's see what your guy number twelve does. You, you know. Let's see what your Brady out. Let's see what Anyways, your guy does. Yeah. Jacksonville, Houston. Oh, Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence. A young kid versus the old man, Tyrod. What are you going to see out of him? Is he completely 100% healthy? I don't know, man. That was a bad, like, what was the end of his he doctor's? Got, he got he got his lung punctured <laughs> by putting a steroid or some some anti-inflammatory drug. It's Crazy, a man. doctor. A doctor out of all people. You make millions yeah. of dollars yep. <laughs> a year. You puncture a million-dollar quarterback's lung. And that first hit is going to be – I'm pretty sure he's been – I don't know if they've been really touching him up. Oh, they uh, have to. They have to. So, I mean, he's used to getting He's got to be up. padded up. He's probably wearing yeah. an extra rib protector. Yeah. So, but I mean, he's been good. Time. He was good. He was good um, in previous years. Like, I've always been a, a huge fan of his. But, like, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to come. The team seems really – that they're really engaged with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he lost a bet. He was wearing, like, the Georgia outfits I saw. <laughs> so well, he, uh, was at the, he was at the Georgia-Clemson game. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and obviously Clemson lost. So, so you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence is uh, – you know, I, I like how the team is embracing him, especially as a rookie. We'll see how it goes. Let's, I'm, let's just, I'm, I'm just concerned about Urban Meyer. Head coach, I know, man. But I can't pick the Texans because Houston is just hot garbage. Garbage. You lost everybody. Deshaun Watson sitting on the bench. He's not going to play a single snap this season. They already came out and said it. Yeah. Urban Meyer can't keep his mouth shut for the Jags. He can't keep his mouth shut. He made a little slip up and said, "Yeah, what did he say?" He said something about uh, players that aren't uh, fully vaccinated. He's kind of honest. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's true. It's true. But it, it, it brought up a huge dispute yeah, with the NFL Players Association. Mm-hmm. Well, was that the same reason why Tim Tebow? Or he was just no, Tim Tebow sucked. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I hyped Tebow up, but it, Tebow was just he, – he couldn't set a block. He couldn't catch the ball. Like, 
Just go back college football Saturdays. Please. Hey, Jake Paul challenge him in a fight. So let's see if he if he goes there. Jake Paul challenge a real boxer, will you? Thank you, please. Shout like please. like, and don't have your little brother go ahead and say, "Oh, I, I fought Floyd Mayweather and I knocked him out." No, you got no <laughs> exactly. Anyways, we touched on it. Chiefs, Browns. Yeah, we did. Yep, yep. Now this is the real one. Miami. New England. I want. I want to hear what you say. You already know where I'm going. It is split. What do you mean? It's down split? the middle. Wow. I'm looking. I'm looking at it right here on on the pick'em that we're looking at. It's it's split. Fifty percent people pick Miami. Fifty percent because New people England. Are, people are crazy. This is you're, in New England. Number one, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a nice day out. I, I saw the weather. It's gonna be like seventy-seven degrees, sunny. Mac Jones is coming to town. I mean, he's here. Uh, you know, that defense is back. You can't tell me and you haven't been impressed with the Patriots this preseason. The defense is top notch. Top notch. I have. I have. Uh, I'm just, I, I, I don't know. I'm torn. I'm, I mean, me being a Patriots fan, me hating the Dolphins, I don't know. I want to know. I want to know who you're taking first. You already know who I'm taking. Patriots. Oh, you're taking you're taking the Dolphins. No, Patriots. I don't know, man. You trust Tua? That's the thing. I don't, and I don't trust Mac Jones either. Even though I hear it every single day, Mac Jones is teaching so and so the playbook. I'm not going to say names. Um, and he's he's just one of those quarterbacks. One of those. I don't believe in that story. See, that's another. Well, I believe in. I, I believe in Rob Nikovich. I do. I believe Mac looked real good in the preseason. He looks real good reading a defense without. Come on, him and his girlfriend like they do that at night. They like study. She like study plays with him. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Matt Jones is ready. No. <laughs> Miami is going to beat the New England Patriots. You got to give me a score. Miami defense. Okay, I'll give you is that. very they're, they're very good. Mac Jones hasn't seen any a defense like this in preseason. He hasn't. And the only thing like I said that concerns me is Tua. But at the same time, Tua Tua goes into his own head and gets injured again. You're gonna have Jacoby Brissett coming in. <laughs> Take that for what you will. I think this game is going to be close. I see it a 26 25 to 22 23 game in favor of Miami you're giving to it too much credit you know actually 23 22 that's mostly defense because now you're probably talking how many interceptions you think Matt Jones is going to throw or fumbles or I think Mac's only going to throw for maybe one interception I think two is going to have more of the mental mistakes but that one or two interceptions that, that Mac's going to throw, it's going to cost him. We're it's looking at young Tom Brady in the making, man. Mac Jones is going to Don't say it. Don't yes, say you it. know I'm going to say it. Listen, if Brady loses this game tonight, which he could possibly do, and Patriots look like the dominant force that they're going to show the Bucks when they come here, 
Oh man, number 10. Number 10 is in the building, Dan. Number 10. Ooh, I know you're nervous. I know you're nervous. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this brings, this brings me back to my point of Alabama quarterbacks. You can't trust yeah. them. Um, Tampa just got the ball back. Fourth quarter is now starting. 28-26. Right, we got Brian Hoyer, though, just in case. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, Green Bay, New Orleans. I'm without going Green, without Green Bay. Yeah, Green Bay. I mean, Jamie okay. Winston, he, he had an impressive preseason, but uh, you're going against that 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 bad man. And, uh, if you even have to think about this game. Yeah, I know. I know. Stop watching football. Green Bay. <laughs> now, this one is going to be pretty close. The Broncos versus the Giants. Oh, Broncos because that defense they got a they have an impressive defense. Not so sure about the offense. The quarterback to me is not really. I don't know. Uh, I feel like Cam should be uh, involved in talks with them, uh, but uh, I don't know. But uh, I like I like the Broncos when uh, probably mean, by a lot. Teddy Bridgewater, they they they're looking at him. Yeah, yeah. They 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 like whatever it is in him. Yeah, he did look good in preseason, but that yeah. that still comes back down to preseason. I don't think they've confirmed who Week One starter is, right? They haven't done it. Yet. They're gonna go. They're they're gonna for Denver. Yeah, they have gonna right? go Teddy. They're gonna, they're gonna go, go Teddy. Teddy. Yeah, they're gonna go Teddy. But I think this may be a turnaround season for the Giants. <laughs> Come on, he's he's here. Saquon is healthy. Can he stay healthy? He can get yeah. knocked out <laughs> some uh, week one, and that's not no shade at him because I think he's a great running back. But that's been his mo since he's got in the league. I man. know it's tough. That's man. that's that's the only thing that's you know it's when Saquon's healthy. I know I don't Saquon know where stops. Saquon is Saquon, but it's tough to see him in the summertime going hard in the workouts, and then week one comes, he's out for the season. It's like come on, man. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Daniel Jones is your quarterback. <laughs> Who you like, Daniel Jones or Mac Jones? Mike Jones. <laughs> Who? Mike Jones. Yeah. 281-330-8004. Hit Mike Jones up on the low because Mike Jones is about to blow. Hey. <laughs> Come on, that used to be my ringtone. The Giants are going to beat the Broncos. Okay, I'll give you that. All right, we're going to wrap it up real quick. We're not even going to touch MLB because the MLB is yeah, just yeah, snooze fest. Red Sox looking uh, good, but yeah. Doesn't... Yeah, I mean, they they, 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 they they avoided getting swept by the Rays, but yeah. at the same time, it's... They're, they're still Sox. giving up 20 points a game, so... Yeah. <laughs> Rams-Bears? This one's going to be tricky. No, it's well, not. But I like the Rams because it's in L.A., Matt Stafford, Aaron Donald's in the building. That offense and defense is going to flow, flow. We got Shoney Michelle, but he's a former Patriot in there. Uh, <laughs> I like the way you're just flowing. Like, I like you just – we should come up with a – you, you got to come up with a rap. Hey, I used to – hey, I got some bars. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to record this. I'm going to speed it up, and I'm going to add a track to it. <laughs> but, yeah, Rams all the way. Rams oh, all yeah. the way. They're going to be Bears scared. are just – it's the Bears. Yeah, it's the, Bears. it's the Bears. Every time, every time I pick the Bears, they always just kick me in the nuts. So, yeah, I'm done with the Bears. Finally, Raiders, Ravens. 
Uh, Raiders because of what I just said with the Ravens losing uh, Marcus Peters. Uh, hey, Gus Edwards. They just Gus Edwards, Gus yeah. Edwards. At the same time. I yeah. Do. Yeah, so Lamar Jackson, you're going to be running again all season. Sorry. And uh, it's, it's either you or the team loses. So, you know, sorry, your defense is slight. Listen, slight Lamar, down. please have a talk with this Louisville team, please. <laughs> have a talk with the Louisville team because they are just ripping my heart out. Yeah. Every single time I root for them. They, they just. They I like that. I love their jerseys, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I love their jerseys. And anybody who picks the Raiders, you. I don't know. You just pick them because you feel sorry for them. That's why. No, <laughs> I, I, the Ravens are, they're, they're going to be a great team this year. And once they get my guy, Jacob Breland, healthy and up to speed. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a whole other ball game. It is. Um, anyways, you got anything else? I know we're running super late. Bro. I know we're running we're super running late. We're almost <laughs> two yeah, yeah. hours. But hey, 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 great EP. Thank you, uh, Coach Duel Rodriguez, for that amazing interview uh and uh i'm excited let's get these these these, uh, these games out the way this weekend i'm ready for, oh, for sure we got to um we got to link up with him again yeah uh, definitely maybe, maybe do something he was he was definitely a, a great yeah. guest to have on and it was definitely a different pace yeah uh, getting it from the coach's angle like i said i'm sorry to steal your thunder charles oh, but good. everybody i'll say it again follow follow another coach on instagram yes, please, do, please um do. He's, he's had two amazing guests so far, two yeah. amazing coaches. Thank and you. they don't just talk X's and O's. They talk on no. and off the court. Yeah. Um, but definitely be on the lookout. Next week, I think I did this last week. We, I got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing. Hey, got nothing. keep tuning in, everybody. We appreciate the support. And, hey, I know Charles is going to go ahead and say, squeeze the fish, but <laughs> no. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. happening. December 22nd, St. Bonaventure comes to Northeastern. We're going to be there, right? We're going to be there. Absolutely. Hey, BC plays Missouri. Yeah. September 25th. Let's go. I'm excited for that game. Yeah. Um, Anyways, that's it. Yep. Keep a lookout. I'm not even teasing anything. Just keep your eyes peeled. Catch you next week.